Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Fantasy Fellow Show. My name is Kyle, and tonight I'm going to be pumping out four videos. We're going over the NFC West, and that's going to it's going to conclude our 32-team fantasy preview series, so I'm super excited to get this behind us, and we can start doing mock drafts and best ball things and start actually talking about uh, some numbers and projections and rankings and all that stuff. So uh, there's a lot happening on thefantasyfellowship.com. If you guys go to the link in the description below, I do have a 2020 draft kit available here. If you click on the link, it's going to ask you to subscribe $15 for the month of June uh, and July. It's just a one-time payment, but for June and July pricing, it'll be $15. We'll go up to $20 for August. Uh, but you just create an account with WordPress, and then uh, you enter your info, and we're good to go. Uh, you're going to get access to my projections document. I have a couple other things on there, too, right now. Uh, and then all the articles and the things that I put out there. So uh, it's a good value for what it's worth to help you guys prepare for your draft. Uh, but without further ado, let's get into the 2021 Arizona Cardinals fantasy preview this is a really fun offense i think you probably need to find a way to get at least somebody on this offense for your fantasy team um so we of course know cliff kingsbury is still there he kind of acts as the, the offensive coordinator uh as well he's been doing that uh for three years i guess this would be his third year doing that so no real offensive coordinator he is the offensive coordinator so we like the continuity of this offense year three of kyler murray and last year where did he finish in standard four point passing leagues let me just pull this up here so last season kyler murray he was quarterback three in a four game uh four point passing touchdown league he ended up playing all 16 games he finished just under four thousand yards 26 tds to 12 interceptions but the big numbers 819 rushing yards and 11 touchdowns um, so he did kind of slow down as the season got on here. Uh, you can see just the start of the year, he didn't have a game under 20 points until week 12. And then uh, he only had one more the rest of the season. So if he can figure out the consistency and just play that way for a full 16-game season, the Cardinals, man, they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Pretty much every game that they play is going to be fun to watch. But uh, before we get into the depth chart, let's just take a take a look at what the team did this offseason. We'll look at the draft class in a second. But notable additions, they signed J.J. Watt. They also signed A.J. Green. Um, so two massive uh, additions with veterans here. J.J. Watt's going to help that pass rush. A.J. Green's going to step in and be the number three wide receiver right away. I would imagine this is going to allow them some creativity with the wide receivers. Then you can move Hopkins, you can move Kirk around, and now A.J. Green, who might just be kind of a big slot at this point of his career. Uh, but it, either way, it makes the offense better. J.J. Watt's going to make the defense better. They did bring in Matt Prater. They signed Malcolm Butler, running back James Conner. Uh, we did lose Kenyon Drake. So James Conner's a nice help there. New backup quarterback Colt McCoy and safety Sean Williams. Guys that left, Kenyon Drake. He's with Las Vegas. Patrick Peterson's a Viking. Hassan Reddick, Dan Arnold, and Angelo Blackson all left as well. So just looking at the free agents, they were able to kind of plug in things that left. So Kenyon Drake, you plug in James Conner. Patrick Peterson, you're going to plug in Malcolm Butler. Uh, and then they add defensive end J.J. Watt. You plug in a receiver. Still don't really have a tight end on the roster. That might be concerning. But with all the weapons that they have uh, at the receiver position and the running backs, I think they're going to be okay. Uh, but let me just pop over to this defensive depth chart because this is kind of the spot where um, the offense is going to be so fun. But can the defense uh, back it up? And the cornerback position with no Patrick Peterson now it features Malcolm Butler, year two of Byron Murphy. Uh, they got a couple fifth round picks here, Deontay Thompson and Jalen Thompson as the backup. So it is a little bit weak here at the cornerback position. I think they oh, we got Robert Alford as well here. And then a couple, like a handful of draft picks this season at the cornerback position. So we'll cover those guys in a second. 
I'm excited to see the, you know, the step up here, uh, especially with the linebackers, Isaiah Simmons, and then taking Zayvon Collins in the first round. Uh, that's going to be the area of the field that I watch the most when I'm watching them on defense. Uh, let's cover this 2021 draft class real quick. Of course, Zayvon Collins, number 16th overall. He was the second linebacker off the board out of Tulsa. He's a really fun player to watch. And again, you're going to plug him right next to Isaiah Simmons. So this could be a really, really fun linebacking duo for the years to come. So really good pick there. A lot of people had them pegged for corner, but there was a run on corners early. So they just went with the next guy best on their board. Round two, they get Rondale Moore. Uh, 49th overall, the seventh wide receiver off the board. And Rondell Moore is going to be a lot of fun for this offense. He, he's, he's, he's small, but he is not uh, he's not lacking the weight, which a lot of people kind of ding Devontae Smith for. Uh, but Rondell Moore, he's compact. Sometimes he looks like he's like a Maurice Jones-Drew type of receiver. Uh, where he's just he's really short really compact and he's hard to bring down he kind of he plays the receiver position like a running back so they're probably going to use him in a variety of ways get creative on offense with him try to probably get him in the backfield uh, do some quick you know screens and some outs to him try to get him the ball in space and let him do his thing because he's really deadly with the ball in space uh, I loved watching his tape so I really like this fit for dynasty leagues he's a late first uh, sometimes a second round player there uh, Marco Wilson, cornerback uh, here in the fourth round. They didn't have a third round pick, so we wait all the way to 136, but adding another cornerback there to, to kind of just help ease the Patrick Peterson uh, you know, departure for free agency. They get another defensive end, Victor Dumukije. I'm still not sure how to say his name, out of Duke. Uh, Tay Gowen out of UCF, another cornerback. Safety, James Wiggins from Cincinnati. And then a center, Michael Manet uh, out of Penn State here. So a, a really good glass. I mean, I just I like the top two picks. I know these guys are going to be used right away this year. We'll see if Marco Wilson can compete for the, you know like a secondary role as a corner there, and we'll see about some of these other guys. But Collins and Rondell Moore, we're going to be watching those guys make plays this year. Um, so all in all, the Cardinals got better this year. They did lose a couple key pieces, but I think uh, the draft class and signing J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, Malcolm Butler, James Conner, that's going to make this team better uh, as Kyler Murray gets into his year three. So looking at the depth chart, uh, let's take a look and see who we are basically looking at for drafting this season. Of course, Kyler Murray, he was quarterback three last season. Uh, and again, I think he might have been the, the number one quarterback for like the first 11, 12 weeks of the year. And then he kind of just, uh, there was, I think there was an injury that kind of just stalled him out towards the end of the season. The Cardinals just fell a little bit flat. Uh, but this needs to be a playoff team this year. Uh, this this should be a team that can you know finish in the top seven. The NFC West is brutal though, uh, but with Kyler Murray and his rushing potential, I think I got him as a top five QB. Let me see where I got him in the rankings. He's my QB two right now. I do have him throwing for almost forty two hundred yards, twenty eight touchdowns, rushing for eight sixty five yards and nine touchdowns. So the rushing touchdowns came down a little bit. Passing yards go up a little bit more. Rush uh, passing touchdowns. Uh, I do like what I see from Kyler Murray. He's probably one of the safest quarterbacks that I think you can take. I know Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, it's a high draft investment to take a quarterback that high. But uh, I do think you're getting an advantage with one of those three quarterbacks. So I love Kyler Murray. His backups, again, Colt McCoy, who they added, Chris Strebler, and Cole McDonald. Now, what do we do with the running backs? Last season, we saw Kenyon Drake dominate the touches, but Chase Edmonds still looked pretty good as a runner so let me just uh let's go look at the stats from last year and see where these guys finished um i would imagine we're not going to see james connor step right into the kenyan drake role where kenyan drake last season was running back 15 he had 194 fantasy points and then chase edmonds 
down here at 168 fantasy points. He was RB25. So the reason we should be interested is the Cardinals put two running backs in the top 25 for PPR points last year. So something good is going to happen. Now I could see if, if you, if you like James Conner and think that he can, you know, come in and get the 239 touches that Kenyon Drake did, I, I don't see it. Uh, between the two, Edmonds had 97 carries and Kenyon Drake had 239. So I would imagine a lot of those come down for, for James Conner. Maybe James Conner's in the upper 100 in like 80s or 90s. But I think it's clear that Chase Edmonds is going to get more work. He was more effective last year than um, than Kenyon Drake. And he's also the best pass catcher of the two. He had 53 catches, 68 yards, 402 yards, and four TDs. I kind of think that this is his floor. And for PPR purposes, that's what we care about. Um, so I'm kind of very into Chase Edmonds as being a guy that uh, that sneaks onto my roster here because you just look at his numbers, uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games over double digits. So half his games, he was usable for like best ball leagues or he was fine if you left him in there as your RB2 or your flex or whatever. Uh, but his floor is here, a four, a five, a three. He got much stronger towards the end of the season. He upped his floor a little bit, eight, six, nine. It ends with a two and a four, only three carries in the last two weekends. Uh, but the thing that matters to me is these receptions, those are not going away. You look at what Kenyon Drake did last season. Let me filter to that. Kenyon Drake, he did catch 25 of his 31 targets. So between the two of them, you're looking at 98 targets and you're looking at 336 rushing attempts. Um, so this is this is a lot of productivity that's up for grabs. And I'm just not sure how it's going to shake out. For now, I have Chase Edmonds with 115 carries. I have him with 59 catches. I have him scoring five total touchdowns, which is what he had last season. And then James Conner, I have him at 195 carries, 765 yards, seven TDs. I think he's going to be the goal line back. I think that's easy to see. Uh, but Chase Edmonds is still going to dominate the opportunity in the passing game. So if I go look and see where the running backs finished, let's see here. Chase Edmonds, I got him at 25. Running back 25, same as last year. And then where is James Conner? James Conner's in here at 33. So both of these guys I view pretty highly. If one of them gets injured, you're looking at a, a stud RB1 because the depth behind them, Jonathan Ward, second year Eno Benjamin, Tavion Feaster, and Kefani Muhammad. Doesn't, it doesn't have a lot of confidence. So if something happens to Edmonds or Conner, the other one is going to be uh, locked into some really nice running back one point. So if you can get one of these guys as your RB3, you know, one of the first running backs on your bench just to call up. I, I do think there's a chance that they could be very useful for us this year. And then again, with James, uh, with Chase Edmonds having the PPR floor, he's, he's an interesting flex option to start the year at least. Um, so we'll move on to the running back or the wide receivers here. Of course, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, AJ Green. They also have Andy Isabella. There's Rondell Moore in the second round. Keyshawn Johnson, AJ Richardson, JoJo Ward, uh, yada, yada, yada. We only care about DeAndre Hopkins, I think, for fantasy football this year. You could take a flyer on Christian Kirk or AJ Green in best ball leagues. But again, one of my biggest staples of fantasy football is can I trust you? Are you going to get the ball consistently? I do like what Christian Kirk did last season in spurts. He actually had a nice run. Uh, in the middle of the season where he was putting up massive points, maybe like four 20-point games in a row. Um, so if I just filter by PPR, um, he did catch a career-high six touchdowns last year, uh, but his numbers were all down from 2019. Uh, but again, he had that middle stretch of the season where from week six, seven, and nine, three straight games over 20 fantasy points, but after that it was just like a desert, a fantasy wasteland. Um, so for me, Christian Kirk is best ball only, A.J. Green, 
he had a terrible year last year uh, with the Bengals, so he's kind of off my radar right now. If I look at the numbers real quick, um, it's I mean, it's all DeAndre Hopkins. He's really the only guy that I can tell people to consider drafting. It's early, in, you know, it's a top five pick in the second round. Uh, I have no problem with Hopkins is going to be uh, flirting with the top five receivers. He's a lock for the top ten, so you're getting a wide receiver one no matter where you take him. So. Uh, I do have him going off for 312 fantasy points this year. Um, I'm not sure. With one extra game, uh, you know, that's kind of on par with what he did last season. But I have him with more touchdowns, more yards, more receptions, a better year than last year. Christian Kirk, I have slightly better season this year, more receptions, more targets, more yards, and more and same amount of touchdowns. Uh, I do have A.J. Green here at uh, 44 catches, 465 yards, and two TDs. Just There's no tight end to, to mess with here. They used Dan Arnold quite a bit last year, uh, but I think there's going to be a massive drop-off in the tight end production. So, again, it's Hopkins. It's one of the running backs and Kyler Murray. I think those are really the only players that we can use from this team. Uh, Max Williams, Daryl Daniels, Ian Bunting, Kerry Angeline. If this team gets Zach Ertz, we'll talk. But uh, for me, with the Cardinals, I'll keep it short and sweet. Just draft Kyler Murray if you can get him. Uh, Chase Edmonds, James Conner, it's probably a good idea to maybe pocket one of those guys if you can. If you play PPR, I do like Chase Edmonds on my bench. And then DeAndre Hopkins, man, he's a top five, top ten receiver this year. And then we'll kind of watch Rondell Moore. I'm super excited to see him in the preseason in training camp. I do think... AJ Green, maybe just one more year left. You're probably looking at an offense that features Rondell Moore, uh, maybe in the slot of next year, as soon as next year. So, I mean, you're getting Rondell Moore with Kyler Murray. He should be one of your favorite dynasty picks. I know I'm very excited about him. So, uh, I don't know if that's going to do it, I think, for the Arizona Cardinals video. Uh, thank you guys for your time so much. I'm going to cover the Los Angeles Rams in the next video. If you guys want to check out some of the other uh, playoff preview or the fantasy previews that I've done. There's a link in the description below, or there might be some suggested videos for you on the side, but thank you guys so much for your time. Have a good night. We'll see you later. Peace.